Welcome back to part four and the final interview with Marcus and Craig. Now, as I mentioned before, the original recording was done on Zoom. So the audio is going to sound a little off and there's going to be times where we're overlapping each other. Might be a little difficult to hear at times. This is the episode that I asked Marcus about Adonis, his son, and his physical challenges that he had when he got sick. So don't miss this episode. It is really powerful. And for those of you that have children that have challenges, this episode will give you hope. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jeannie, the host of Maximum Desire. Have you lost your desire for intimacy and connection? It wasn't that long ago I lost my confidence and desire for intimacy and connection. After high medical bills and no answers, I went on a journey to find solutions. I've been married over 30 years and overcame my challenges through research and a lot of hard work. I created this podcast to help you ignite the desire and passion for intimacy, feel more confident in and out of the bedroom. Now, if this is you, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started. I truly believe he saved his son's life. Adonis is how old? Five now. Five. Go to his Facebook feed and also Instagram feed, and you will see the story on how Marcus put all of his attention, whole heart into his little boy, who is the most beautiful little boy you've ever seen. It was all literally two and a half years ago. Uh, I received the call from his mother and he used the bathroom himself. She went and put him in the tub. She came back in to check on him and he wasn't moving his arm. So she decided to take him to the hospital. I went to the hospital. While I went to the hospital, I called people that I know. Being a wellness specialist, not only I deal with just training, I deal with medical groups. Just if someone has a certain MS, I know how to work with someone with MS. I know how to work with somebody with real palsy. Told him the symptoms, told him what I'm looking at. Virus is called acute flaccidomitis. It attacks the gray matter of the nervous system. So it starts causing the body to fight the gray matter, the gray matter of your nervous system. And that is the fluid that controls your whole process. So you can go limp from your legs to your arms, all the way to the point where you can stop breathing, losing control of your bowel movements, losing control of your organs. Your nervous system controls everything. So when that's getting attacked, it can be really serious. I didn't get into the hospital till five hours later because COVID rules, you know, only one parent in the waiting room to get in a room. We got in there. I got my answers for all my people. They told me exactly what it was. They told me the best thing to do is physical therapy. So next morning, picking them up, walking them, put them in a car. Only thing that was moving on him was his left leg. He couldn't move his arms or his right leg. We started left foot, move it, move it, move it. I uh, helped him walk. We tried to move his arms. They didn't really know exactly what it was until day eight. And usually they'll tell me for this virus, most people don't get moving again three to six months. I have an aunt that's an MS. She told me, don't be surprised that he don't start walking until after three months. I was at this hospital 12 hours a day. Me and his mother, we did 12-hour shifts. I was there 12 hours a day, and we slept a little bit, and we was working. Slept a little bit, work. By day eight, I actually had him walking. He was walking on his two feet on his own. Finally able to move his arms a little bit. He wasn't able to move his arms yet, but he was able to walk within eight days. So he lasted two weeks in the hospital, and he walked out of the hospital on his own. And from there, I had help with my partner. She's a physical therapist. 
she took over the most latter part four months of his recovery and within four months he was climbing walking only me and her can see what areas of him is weak because we know exactly what's going on most people that see him they would think he's completely fine i already know it's like right glute isn't firing the way it's supposed to his hips are twisted because of the muscle dysfunction there Little things like the tone in his fingers, we're constantly working on. He, we had to reteach him how to use the bathroom again. That's something people don't know either. It took him about almost a year to finally be able to use the bathroom while having to get somebody to help him use the bathroom. Hmm. Now he's, you know, swinging on poles, climbing stuff. Looks, he looks like a ready kid. He's now playing flat football. It's a great story. And Marcus, yeah. could you do me a favor and repost that story so it's on the top of your Instagram feed so people okay. that listen to this episode will be able to see it, be the first thing they see or one of the first few things they see on your Instagram feed. So for those of you listening and you're struggling with children that have challenges, his story is powerful and it will give you hope and it will give you encouragement. So it's, it's a beautiful story. Thank you, Marcus. Anything that you'd like to say before we end, Craig or Marcus? Uh, just um, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me so, a place where, you know, I can speak freely, enjoy this, and you know, hopefully we can come back and talk about other topics because there was a lot of topics we had to cut off. Craig, how about you? No, thanks for inviting me on. Um, <laughs> you're 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 kind of uh, living out most of our childhood dreams or have lived that out so it's pretty fun to talk to you and see i i did have one question <laughs> okay so as a sort of a pudgy 45 year old guy that's trying to be in shape uh I, i'm curious how much time i know you train other people but how much time on a daily basis do you have to devote to your craft to maintain <laughs> I do more of, I call it a hybrid workout. I do, sometimes I lift heavy weights. There's like a week I'll lift heavy weights. There's a week I'll do mobility. There's a week I'll do more reps. I'm trying not to stay in the gym too long because, you know, between the kids, between your job, I try to cap it at an hour and a half and usually four to five days a week and then take a day for like stretching or a day for just a cardio and go hike. If I want to go hike, if I want to go, like when I have have the boys, I go trampoline park, jump with them trampoline. There's, you know, there goes my day. Between 45 minutes to an hour and a half is usually my workout time. I try to keep it at that point. And I always have a plan of what I'm doing so I can hit everything I need to within that time. It took some time to get the endurance to do that. Even though everybody's like, oh, I'm 45. I'm, I'm like, we can talk about Jeannie. She's in her age and she's... <laughs> 225 and you know what? people what? no people that's not my age. weight 225 whatever that number was that is not my weight so no we're talking about deadlift she did oh. deadlift. <laughs> i didn't hear the deadlift part <laughs> and for people in her age range the people that look at that they probably you know hurt their back trying to do that and we're talking about jean she had you no know, chronic back pain up until she met me and we've been constantly working on that. Now she can lift heavy to keep her health. She can say herself how great she feels. Who you know that's your age that's surfing? Nobody. Who didn't try to surf? There's not many. 
And like even people my age, I'm only 36. I see more 36 people that can't even run somewhere. They can't do that. Whether they trip and fall something, they end up twisting their knee or hurting themselves. That's because they don't work out. The more you work out, the more resilient your body becomes. If you fall, you can bounce off the ground, get up instead of sitting here wondering why your legs broke. I want to make a point on that. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not going to say my age, but I am older. <laughs> when I miss a week, you know, if I'm on vacation, it's harder to get back into the rhythm of it. So those of you yeah. that are listening and struggling with just getting up off the couch, just get up and walk, keep moving. Again, at my age, I slipped and fell into a hot tub, but upper body strength kept me from hitting the back of my head, probably would have knocked me out and split my head open, but it didn't. And so one other thing I want to say is it helps me feel sexy as a woman. We haven't talked about sex much on this episode. <laughs> I feel so sexy and sexual by working out. That is my secret. <laughs> Fitness helps shape the gray matter of your nervous system, and people don't realize that. Fitness changed the process of how that works. So when you're working out, your body adapts and becomes more resilient. That's how you get the sleepiness, the energy. That's what the powerful way of fitness will do for somebody. And we always say, if you don't move, you start dying. The only way you can keep your body young, the only way you can feel young, feel good, you got to keep that body moving. Sorry, Craig, we interrupted you because you were asking great questions. Did he answer your question? That was helpful. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Make sure you, you stay on your protein. Ground per pound of protein for your body. Okay, so if somebody weighs 150 pounds, 150 grams of protein. If you're trying to gain muscle mass, the numbers different, but you want to at least eat at least your body weight in protein for your muscles. Because that's what, that's how you grow your muscles through the protein. Well, that's why it's important for listening to reach out to a coach or a trainer because they have that expertise in that area. Correct? Yep. Instead of eating, eating salads three times a day. Well, you <laughs> told me when you met me and, you know, you asked my weight. No man asks a woman her weight ever. And I was like, what? But you, go, you know, I'm a personal trainer, you said. I, <laughs> and that didn't phase you. You're like, yeah, because you, because women are so fishy on weight when it's like, girl, you're 5'10", 5'11". You're supposed to have more weight. You're taller. You got more body than someone that's 5'7". You told me I don't, I don't eat enough protein. Mm -hmm. And... You said something that I keep learning. I don't know a lot, even though I've been training with you for two years, I'm not taking enough, enough protein. And then you said, if I have this correct, if you take in enough protein, you're not going to gain weight. You're just going to release the excess, right? But if you take an excess of carbs and the bad carbs, that's yep. what you take in and turns to fat, correct? Was I yep. correct? Okay. Yep. Because when you take excess carbs, it will turn to insulin. Insulin is what gives you that energy to move and everything. And when you don't use that insulin, it turns into sugar, then it goes into fat because it needs to be burnt off. When it's not burnt off, then you're just pretty much holding everything that you are eating. Good. That's what I said before, your body will burn off sugar, alcohol, and dairy before it burns fat. Hmm. Dairy is a mucus. And fat loves mucus. It, it flames your body. Not the visceral fat. We're talking about two different types of fats. There are fats that are around your organs that is necessary to keep that organ functioning. 
those are the fats that you need. That's why there's a threshold of body fat percentage you need to go by. If you go lower than six, that's when you start losing that fat necessary for organs. We're talking about the fat that feeds off of inflammation that's yellow, and that's the fat that you need to get rid of. The less processed food you eat and the less alcohol you put in your body will give your body a chance to become less inflamed, help that body release the fat off of it. Thank you so much, Marcus, and thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. All right, good night, everybody. Well, I hope you enjoyed these episodes. It was really a privilege and an honor to do this interview with Craig and to interview Marcus. Marcus is truly the real deal. I would really encourage you to go to his Facebook page, his Instagram page, and look at what Marcus does. I've been around Marcus for two years, and he practices what he preaches. He eats healthy, he exercises on a regular basis, and when he goes out, he really watches the alcohol. Sometimes he doesn't drink at all. So I really hope you enjoyed these episodes. And if you do need help with coaching, if you need guidance, if you need the meal plan, please reach out to Marcus and mention that you heard him on Maximum Desire, and he'll give you a 50% discount off the meal plan. Also, if you're struggling with a child with disabilities uh, when it comes to physical activity, again, Marcus can help in that area too and guide you and direct you. So don't miss out on any of these opportunities. You don't have to struggle alone. And the most important thing I hope you took away from these four episodes is there is hope and there's people out here to help you. There's no need to struggle and suffer alone. Again, there is hope. And you can also reach out to me at Jeannie at lifelongloveandintimacy.com. And don't forget to check out Craig Stager's YouTube channel. I'll list all that information below in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening. And one last thing, if you've enjoyed these last four episodes, please give it a five star. That way it helps people see this podcast a lot quicker and a lot easier. Well, thank you. Have a great night. Be sexy and have fun. And I'll meet you right back here tomorrow night. Bye now. Bye now.